Vantage Point Racing Podcast. All you ever wanted to know about racehorse ownership and more. Go behind the scenes with me, Ilka Gansara Levesque, and get to know the stars of this wonderful sport of kings. Hi, everyone. I'm Ilka Gansara Levesque, and welcome to episode three of my podcast called Vantage Point Racing with my co host, Stephen Wallace. Hi, Stephen. Hello, Ilka. Good to be back for episode three of the Vantage Point Racing Podcast. And in today's show, we've got uh, some special features. We've got, uh, you're going to talk to us about your breeding syndicate with Just Once. I've also got guest appearances by uh, grade one winning jockey Nick Schofield and the Cambridgeshire winning jockey of 2017, George Wood. But we must start, Ilka, with your win at Windsor. Yeah, it was a great day yesterday. A lot of the members were out there, pretty full um, parade ring. Rabat won for the first time over five furlongs. So, um, yeah, good Saturday. Yeah, as you say, it was a wonderful turnout by the Vantage Point uh, Racing Club members in the in the winners' enclosure with uh, Matt Chapman and a few stars there with your your daughter and Mary Hebbard uh, on TV. Yeah, Elia gave a really good interview, um, and. Uh, Matt Chapman does always great interviews, doesn't he? Like he always gets the best out of people. So it was pretty entertaining. And um, Ilya had a good time too. Uh, Matt also spoke to uh, the winning jockey, George Wood. And I was lucky to speak to George Wood this morning before our chat. And this is what he had to say about Rabat's win. Yeah, it was great. Um, lovely, lovely day. And um, just shows what Ilka and Stefan have done to this filly. She's um, really turned the corner this year. And um, she just yeah, really, really sort of finding herself and getting confident in herself and um, on her right ground. And it's nice to, to win at a different trip as well. She, yeah, she's really coming to the forefront now. It's nice to see. And I'm sure there's there's still some more improvement to come. And is the first time it, the Phillies run at Windsor, is that a difficult track to, to run on for the first time? Um, it's not, it's not, too, not too difficult. Um, the ground can be sort of very, very hit or miss at Windsor. Uh, but sort of after the rain we had... Um, on Friday, yeah, Friday, um, the ground came up lovely for us, and um, your yeah, Thursday, the rain, uh, the ground came up lovely for us, and um, no, she really enjoyed it, and I said she just, she's just getting confident this year, and um, it's great to see it so for Vantage Point Racing and for Ilka and Stefan, the, the work they're all putting in, it's um, sort of coming back to um, pay us back now, it's really nice to see. And she's a very consistent horse, and a, and a battling win yesterday. Did you think you'd won the race when you crossed the line? Yeah, to be honest, we sort of all, I always sort of thought with um, she had just done enough. And as I said, sort of, when the um, the favourite of Tony Cowles came to us, um, Rabat to bless her, she really put her head down and um, really wanted to win. Was such a great sign, and um, that just shows to me that there's definitely more more races in her um, with the attitude she has. Um, so no, it's, it's nice she has won a race over five furlongs. Um, so it just sort of gives another trip to um, Ava Rat, and she's just, just so versatile. And then after the race, you're interviewed by Matt Chapman. What's that like? Yeah, Matt's a good character and he's great for the game. Um, I know he's, he did, did, did great to interview um, Ilka's daughter, Ella, and um, yeah, sort of gave everyone a mention and so got everyone involved. And it's, 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 it's so nice to see when you come in back in for the winner's enclosure that you've got sort of such a great club in Vantage Point Racing and the members, they're really enjoying their day out and making the most of it. Um, so uh, yeah, that's no, sort of great, great for them. And it was busy at Windsor yesterday. They having had some music after racing. So um, I was sure they had a um, a great evening out after um, even after the um, the winner. 
Yeah, I think it was Ronan Keating after the racing. I think so. You didn't stay for the you didn't stay for the music then. No, no, I got up. I beat beat beat, beat the crowds out. I beat the crowds out, and um, yeah, got home. Uh, have a short Saturday at home. And Ilka, the filly Rabat has always been consistent. She's now run nineteen times, two victories, five seconds, and three thirds. But in the last three runs, she's she's picked up two victories. What's changed in the last three runs? Nothing really changed. I mean, the horse always showed it had ability. Um, I always loved this filly. Uh, she would have had two wins from t- her two last runs if I wouldn't have gone to fast last. Maybe that was a trip. You know, there was a really good filly in there that ended up winning Dora Penny. So it was kind of uh, a bit of a gamble to go there. Um, but yeah, we're on a roll. Sometimes when fillies start winning like that, they just they just rack up a series of wins. So hopefully there'll be more to come. And yesterday was over five furlongs instead of six furlongs. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, she has a sprinting pedigree, but she's really now muscled up and strengthened up. She's four now. Um, and then with having had the rain, it just kind of all played into the tactics with a little bit of ease in the ground. Uh, that always would, you know, when you have a really fast track that always suits a front runner and speed carries, but this way, because she likes to have a little bit of cover, kind of suits her running style. So I said, you know what, um, let's go for it. Well, it certainly uh, made the difference. Two wins in three. And uh, I previously spoke to George. Uh, he's going to feature a lot on this podcast um, about her win at Yarmouth and the fourth place at Foss Lass. And this is what uh, George had to say about those two two runs. Yeah, it was great to um, get her back to uh, get her head in front. And she's done it in nice style as well, actually. Um, she's a filly that's always balanced well at home and sort of held in sort of nice regards over her handicap mark, but she just hasn't really been putting it on to test on the race course. Um, things just fell exactly right how we sort of planned the Ilk and Steph family from sort of planned the race out beforehand. Everything fell, fell how we did. And when, when, when I sort of pulled her out and sort of gave her a squeeze, she really picked up nicely that she can do at home. Um, she just had some niggly little problems. And I said, Ilk and Steph family done great just to get her to produce in the form they did on the day. And um, no, she really liked the track and the ground and everything. And, Hopefully there'll be another race back for her there in the next couple of weeks. I think that's the plan. So I'm um, no, looking forward to seeing her back running at Yarmouth again. She, she seems to like it there. And on the 11th of August, she ran at Foss Lass and came fourth. How, how did she run that day? Yeah, she ran a great race again. Um, it was a competitive race for sort of the um, handicap she runs in. The ground probably wasn't to suit really. So they, I think they'd watered it quite a lot and it was um, a little bit loose on top and firm ground underneath. And she just, she came off the bridle quite early that day and um, she stayed on nicely and she sort of was really trying as she, as she does, but she just couldn't really find her footing um, for a bit. And uh, no, she, yes, she, she finished a valiant fourth. Um, she yeah, trying the whole way to the line, but just sort of things didn't really suit us um, that day. So um, as I said, I think there's a race back for Yarmouth and there was sort of 10 days, a couple of weeks. And I'm, um, I'm sure Ilk and Stefan were um, primer for that. What she like to ride as a, as a filly? Yeah, she does. She's 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 great. As much of Ilka's horses are really, they're they're all great to ride. And um, no, she's she's a filly that she she enjoys sort of having a little bit of cover, being 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 in behind a horse. Um, and then when you pull her out and you give her a squeeze and she comes past or she, she gains in confidence underneath you, and you can really feel it. Um, I said, "Yarm, the perfect example." I pulled her out and they're giving her a squeeze, and as soon as she's passed over horses, she's quickened up and then she's quickened up again. Um, 
And um, no, if you can get it back in that form for the next one, I'm sure she'll um, go, go, go close again. Another valued horse of the Vantage Point Racing Club team was Just Once, who won two races for the club. And I had the pleasure of catching up with Nick Schofield, her regular partner, to ask him what it was like to ride Just Once. I, mean, I was quite fortunate, actually. It was um, not long after lockdown and um, I was I was riding out a bit at the time in Newmarket and a um, friend of a friend, I guess, um, got in touch with Ilka, um, got asked to meet her at the, the links, um, which is a schooling ground by the golf course where they have lots of jumps and mini jumps and big jumps um, to see if I would jump her horse just once um didn't actually know it was just once at the time and just thought it was another you know horse to school and um I was uh, unaware of what what she'd done previously but um as just once does she just flew down the line of um hurdles mini fences um like she'd been doing it all her life and um I think that's what I said when I come back and she'd be done she'd obviously done a lot and um Ilka said no that was her first proper time but they'd done a lot of loose schooling and pre pre-jumping so um was well taught and um yeah that was my first meeting of just once and um little did I know it would, it would go on for nearly a year really riding her after that. Yeah now I've got a question here from the actual co-host of this podcast which is the trainer Ilka and she she asked me to ask you what do you think of the new market jumping facilities? Oh, they're, they're phenomenal. They're up there with the best, um, you know, from, you know, mini jumps to big jumps to chase fences. And um, the great thing that they have that a lot of places don't have is an all-weather schooling strip. So in the summer when it can be a bit firm on the grass everywhere, it's, you've got that all-weather strip so you can continue schooling no matter what the weather is, even if it's blazing heat or freezing cold. Um, you can still get up there and get the horses jumping and you can jump anything from eight to, to, you know, 20 jumps and all on a sound surface. And you don't know if the weather is good and well, if it is wet, then you can go on the grass and do that. And, you know, they're white and orange and the horses have a good education from, from anything. And um, I'm actually quite surprised there's not more jump trainers in Newmarket because the facilities really cater for them. Yeah, it's a good point because I think people forget that like it's not that long ago where James Fanshawe had two champion hurdle winners, the last one in 2002, and Sir Michael Stout had Crebensis winning the champion hurdle in 1990. And going back a long while, there was Grand National winners at, at Newmarket. Yeah, quite. So um, I think that's a, you know, people need to remember that when they're sending their jumpers all around the country and the Newmarket is, you know, a good place and with fantastic facilities and I really enjoy going there. So, um, yeah, it'd be great if Ilpi could get some more jumpers. I, I get onto her every week trying to, you know, look for another flat, you know, horse to go jump in. But um, it'd be nice if she got sent one, um, you know, to show what she can do. Yeah, I know she said she'd like to have some more jumpers. So uh, you must keep telephoning her. Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, she did a fantastic job, job with just once. You know, it wasn't, yeah, just once originally wasn't bred for jumping um you know started his, her life off in a six furlong or seven furlong race so um and ended up winning a three mile you know hurdles and running in over fences so it just shows that it can be done and you know with the right training and the right facilities and you know the right tlc and 
it shows that you know Ilka's strengths from getting a horse running very well in the maiden on over seven furlongs to end up winning you know working out probably a forty was three mile hurdles and being an ultimate stayer which a pedigree being a holy roadly emperor and you know being a three year old um vendor so um probably didn't suggest that but you know all put put everything together you know she won probably i think she could should have won four races probably <laughs> um so um you know and still improving so it just goes to show um the pedigrees don't always sound out what what they're what they're actually good at um so you have to find out for yourself sometimes well you, you've ridden just once i looked up 12 times and you won a, won on her at Southall and Worcester what do you recall about the two wins uh they're a bit different one was a bit harder than the other um she what we, we worked out was she was a strong stayer and a lot of those horses don't stay in that race and in that type of race and she always hit the line strong you know and the first win at Southall she needed every bit of the trip to get there and she was very brave and tenacious um, because we were, we were still in sixth or seventh turning in at Southall and she managed to pass the majority of the field and get up on the line to win quite cosily in the end. And then at Worcester, she, she obviously won very easily and, uh, you know, probably too far. <laughs> she, she never probably got what, you know, I think Worcester, she had everything was in her favour that day. Um, she had bit given the ground the ground wasn't too quick and she had a good stiff three miles it was two miles seven and a bit but you know she she really stays well so that's you know she had everything in her favor that day and I think that's why she looked so good and they're really special days for the Vantage Point Racing Club uh, when the members can get right up close to yourself and to the to the action yeah, and you know, fair play to the club. They they kept the faith because the first few runs were, well, I actually thought they were okay, but in Ilka's eyes, they wasn't great because she wasn't in the first three. And um, I, you know, I sort of had to stress uh, at the, the time that it wasn't all that bad. But Ilka, being the ultimate competitor, was looking at me like I had five heads because she was pulling really strong and she was running over two miles and was doing everything. The back to front really was winning the race early and not finishing the race, the winner. So um, we managed to turn that around and get her to relax early and could go strong at the end. And once we managed, it took a good few runs to get her to learn to do that and to adapt to the jump racing style. But once she did that, um, she was on an upward curve. And just once is now in foal to the art winning horse, uh, Golden Horn. And hopefully one day it might be like a snow leopardess and you might get back on on her to ride it would be nice um that she's still extremely well handicapped on the flat and over jumps i believe so um but golden horn needs no introduction his record is phenomenal um he's just been bought by a jumps the every stud but he keeps having winners on the flat so um he's going to be very popular and um it looks the perfect side for just once because um just once got a bit of speed in her pedigree Although ended up a stayer, she probably was a bit quick. And um, with with that, I just hope that I'm sure she'll breed something good. But I hope it's not that good. It goes on the flat. I hope it goes over jumps, not on the flat. But um, I can see it being a top class, you know, 
knowing the, the filly and knowing what Golden Horn's producing, I, I could think it's a perfect mix and wouldn't surprise me if um, people come knocking and wanting to buy, buy the progeny. And following on, Ilka, from what Nick's just said about uh, Golden Horn and the breeding syndicate, can you fill us in on the details? Yes. So I thought for people that are interested in the process, I am offering this breeding breeding syndicate, which is 1% for 1,600 pounds um, for the offspring, um, which uh, her last cover was May 5th. So that means um, it'll be an April fall. And um, that 1,600 pounds will take you through until the end of its four-year-old campaign or season. Um, which is 2027. And then we will see if we're going down the jumping route or if we get an offer or, you know, anything is possible. Maybe somebody will buy it before depends. And like, because my plan is also to um, have a fall with just once and then bring her back into training, kind of like they did with snow leopardess. That's the plan right now. It's a long-term plan. Um, Yeah. And like breeding is a long-term game. So uh, we're in it for the long run with her. And Golden Horn as a sire is flying at the moment. He's uh, he's had uh, Trollerman win the Ebor at York and also a listed winner at York as well. Yeah, really nice two-year-old filly bred by Judmont. That sounds exciting, Ilka. The chance of a, a foal with a arc-winning horse, Golden Horn, and also the chance, as you mentioned previously, about her becoming another snow leopardess because uh, just once. Uh, say won twice over hurdles for the vantage point racing club and gave plenty of joy to members of the club and in fact one of the members is with us this morning who watched just once win a couple of races and is debbie nichols and how what was it like when you saw ilka have a, a winner over the jumps debbie what was it like well having having seen that mare's progress to um be switched to jumping. And we mustn't forget that Newmarket's got the most fabulous training facilities for jumpers as well as flat horses. I, I think everybody just thinks it's a it's a flat base, but it but it but it's not. Um, so you know, to think that 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 she's always takes the eye in the paddock, that mare. Everybody just looks at her when she just marches around. She's got such presence. So to me, the 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 beauty of this breeding syndicate is. Seeing it's like it's like little bit playing God, isn't it? You know, the making of a bowl. And I think the choice of Golden Horn is inspired. And I think we could have the most brilliant offspring um out of that net. And I, I yeah, it was brilliant seeing her win. Um I'm looking forward to seeing her back. And um it's it's all about that future hope, isn't it? What's gonna what's gonna happen? Is it gonna be special? What fun are we gonna have? It, the whole thing builds up into a really long term, and that's what we all want. I think after the whole COVID thing and everything else, everybody wants a little bit of hope. They want a little bit of something to dream about. And to me, that's what we've got through this mare and and, and Ilka keeping her going. And I think it's just going to be a brilliant journey. Thanks very much, Debbie, for that. And uh, Ilka, we're now coming up to the, a busy time at Tattersalls with the sales season. It's a horses in training sale at the end of August, early September. And of course, we've got the the major sales at Newmarket with book one, book two, book three and book four in October. 
Yeah, the the yearling season is under full swing already. There's been a yearling sale up at Doncaster, the Goffs, and um, Arcana in Deauville. So it's just going to keep going from one yearling sale to the next. We have the um, the September, the Somerville September sale at Tats uh, on the 6th of September. That's a new one. And then we have the um, yearling sales in October. Um, also, like you said, the horses in training sale, there's the new August sale. Um, and then the one that everybody knows about at the end of October, the, the biggest horses in training sale in Europe, I guess. And then, um, you know, it just goes from sale to sale to sale. So hopefully we'll be pick, we'll be able to pick up, um, something nice for the all weather and, and, and a couple of, uh, yearlings for next season. And that's marked in your diary to, to go along to Tattersalls then. Oh yeah. Always going, um, try to get to as many as you can, but like with tats on the doorstep, that's easy. So you don't really have to, you know, you don't have to make any hotel reservations and plan things, but, um, you know, Baden Baden yearling sale as well now. And then there's another, um, there's another couple of sales, uh, Akana yearling sales. So yeah, it's busy as, uh, and there's always a horse to be bought. So if anybody's interested, give me a shout. And they could join you at the sales as well if they were interested. Oh yeah, definitely. It's always good to have orders, and and um, I'd be uh, thrilled and honored to um, go out and pick some horses for people. Give me a budget. And Ilka, now we're on episode three of the Vantage Point Racing Club podcast. We we've got to mention the troubles the two of us had in getting the the podcast onto Apple, Google, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And, yeah, um, I'm glad we finally made that. That was a, a headache. It, it certainly was, and um, and really to encourage uh, listeners to subscribe to any of those outlets, um, so they can get the the podcast dropping onto their phone or laptop or iPad each month to listen to the latest update of the Vantage Point Racing podcast. Yeah, yeah. Please like and subscribe. Um, that would be amazing. And, and that includes Matt Chapman, who was sort of promoting the club yesterday at the races at Windsor. Yeah, that was Matt Chapman at his best. Big fan of his. So let's send him an episode. Yeah, I did. I actually already sent him episode two yesterday. So uh, hopefully he'll take a listen to it. Well, okay. He'll probably be very critical as a proper journalist. <laughs> this uh, amateurish podcasting on my part, but, um, you know, you've got it learning by doing. Well, thanks again for joining us for the episode three of the Vantage Point uh, Racing Club podcast. We must uh, thank uh, Nick Schofield and George Wood for their contributions. And, of course, our surprise contribution from Debbie Nichols, um, uh, Vantage Point Racing Club member. And hopefully more winners again next month, Nilka. Yep. Just keep going and keep working away. Great, everybody. Thanks for listening. Join the Vantage Point Racing Club today. Watch the horses that you put your money in run their race. Free racing tickets. Meet the horses and the team, including the jockey, trainer, physio, and everyone else. Come to open days and get a welcome gift. Get weekly updates on all the horses in the club. New to racing? Not to worry. You will learn all about it. Ask questions anytime. Tune into my month-to-month podcast featuring racehorse ownership, info, and more. All just for £20 a month. We look forward to meeting you here at St. Wendrace. If you love racing, come and share it. 